Alright, you can start back up again and I'll get Thank you. 
Greetings, brothers and sisters. <laughs> Professor Spirit here. <clears throat> Brother Hare, what's going on? Yeah, yeah, we are. What's up? Oh. Coming at you live in the studio today with Brother Air. And we are uh, preparing for a concert that is going to be this Saturday at ComFest in Columbus, Ohio. And we'll be on the live arts stage. And we play at 440, I think. I better look it up. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of forgot it. I don't know. I just found out about it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't uh, know. I'll be there, though. So. Yeah. Let's see the performance. Uh, I'll be there. I'm going to look this up. So, uh, so we are on the live art stage, Professor Spear and Brother Air Fire Music Project at 4.50 p.m. I think they actually changed it, but 4.50 p.m. on the live art stage. And uh, let me show you. Uh, so here's the... ComFest website, www.comfest.com, and you can see here, this is, this is us. Now, ComFest is it, it's this big music festival here. Well, it's music and art and, and politics and all that kind of stuff. Nakedness. Naked people, yeah, topless folks and all kinds of, all kinds of stuff and, uh, in the middle of Columbus, Ohio. And, you know, I've been playing ComFest for I mean, years, you know, 2005 or something, the first time. We played with, uh, you know, with uh, was it Rolando, I think. That might have been the first time I played ComFest was, was Rolando. Rolando Matias. You want to get close to the mic there. So uh, yeah, so if hey, if you so if you're in in Columbus, Ohio, then uh, come on through to uh, to Comfest. We're gonna be there. Then I play with another group later as well on the jazz stage called Chicken Hawk Bird Getters. We play at uh, 7:40 on the on the jazz stage on Saturday. So this is coming up Saturday. Uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, we're just going to do what we do, as you saw that we're playing. You know, we you know, I talk a lot about mucus diet healing system and the details of transitioning and healing and fasting and all that kind of stuff. But uh, and a lot of people think that that's that's like what, you know, that that's what it is. It's our favorite thing to talk about. But really, my favorite thing to do and talk about is music. But. Anytime I do something with music, it seems like anytime I do something music related on the channel, uh, it, you know, the folks that are into the diet aren't really into the music yet. So we're hoping that we're hoping that folks will start being able to get into the music because that's where we can take this whole thing to a whole different level. You know, I've been trying to inspire people to talk more about the diet within the context of art. Yeah. and music making yeah. and 
that because it, it makes sense to to understand the, 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 the relearning process the relearning process is about every part of your life every part of your life so the way that we got introduced to music in America uh, was through television radio and so all that is 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 hardcore propaganda um, tools that they use to educate us about the music that we like. All that comes from 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 being programmed to like a certain chord change, or you right? Know, you know, right. you know all these. Da, 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 da. I mean, you know, it's, it's like, right. It's like so. The practice of the musical diet has always been a total transformation for us, and, and that includes your art. You know, if you don't know about John Coltrane and Ascensions and Live at Temple University and Sun Ra and Places the Space and Spaces the Place and, 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 and Arnett Coleman and Albert Eiler and um, groups like Air and uh, the New York Art Quartet um, uh, Cecil Taylor um, uh, just a, a lot of the as they called it avant-garde or advanced grade music was more of uh, especially when it was being developed in the late 50s, um, and especially in the 60s, based on what was going on in black people's lives. You know, the, you had all this, you had you know, Malcolm and, and, and Martin Luther King and uh, Kwame Toure, uh, the Panthers, uh, you had uh, Towns. Uh, uh, going through riots and and so the music was was kind of apropos for what was going on uh, you know in 68 when Martin uh, you know was, was assassinated with Malcolm all these things but then listen to the music that they pushed on you Motown uh, I love you baby we wasn't in the yeah. I Love You Baby stage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. You know, I like, love you, I love you. Uh, <laughs> my girl, my girl. Talking about it, my yeah, I mean, girl. And, yeah. And, and, and don't get me wrong, man. I, I, I grew up on that music. Right, and I yeah. I love we, the music, and it's good music. It's right. It's good music. But, uh, but it wasn't. It, it, yeah, it. It, it, it was part, it was a part of certain people's uh, assimilation type of, uh, of of music, you know, fitting in. Because at the same time, you had My Girl coming out, you had Watts burning down. Right. <laughs> so, so, you know, uh, it wasn't matching up, you know, with, with what was going on in people's lives, and, and especially in black folks' lives. Uh, you know, black folk was conking out, you know, wearing their hair straight, trying to look like white folks. And, uh, I mean, it was the, the total simulation. And it seems like we 
we accepted it and and, and with the arts we didn't uh, we didn't kind of pick we, we didn't kind of pick our art like pick our art for our life like what was really going on we didn't we yeah didn't, it, we didn't it's that, you know? I mean that that's the point at which the the industry of popular music was getting its legs yeah. and it was all about distraction yep. distract diversion, diversion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and so and even and, and even when people started talking about something that might be a little bit controversial or political there the people that was pushing that to make money off of the music found a way to circumvent that and to essentially emasculate whatever it was to kind of d- make it devoid of the original intent of the artist, you know, the meaning, you know, where it was, you know, people just wanted something that was really uh, kind of watered down and it just got real watered down, corporate type of stuff. Well, you know, keep everybody, keep everybody screwing, man, you know. Yeah, deaf, yeah, yeah. Deaf, keep dumb, deaf, and, dumb blind, and blind, you know, you know yeah, and, it, you know, have it really be... I mean, you really look, yeah, listen and check out a lot of the stuff in pop music. It's, uh, it's, it's about that, the, the mating rituals, you know, the yeah. car, carnal yeah. Yeah. type of thing, you know. It's like, well, you know, it's, well, so what's up with that, you know? And so we, uh, so what Brother Air is talking about is this era that we're really interested in, in terms of, in the late 60s and early but 70s. We're, but we're interested in 2019. They, they, they killing the hell out of black folks. Well, Police is shooting folks down. Yeah, yeah. So we talking about 2019 as well as well, the, the 60s too. I mean, well, I'm, was, I'm talking about the historical context that well, you yeah, were talking about. Yeah, yeah, you know, and so yeah. to, to say this is where it's coming from, because you know, because right, right. I'm aware that what we're doing, a lot of people never heard about it. They have no clue about it, the history of it. All they, they know about is, uh, you know, the B, the, what is it, the Bee Gees and the Beatles and, you know, yeah, whatever. Oh, it's yeah, like that's, so you start talking about Archie Shep, and that's where, you know, Fire Music Project yeah. is kind of tipping our hat a little bit to Archie Shep's album. Fire Music back in the day was real political type of type of album, but... You know, so in, in a, a, a little bit ago, I showed a picture of uh, you know, John Coltrane. You know, that that's about as close when people want to talk, have a conversation about about religion. I'll be like, well, I'll, I'll bring up the, the the John Coltrane. You know, that's yeah. yeah, that's that's it there. You know, that's what we're talking about. So, so uh, I mean, give it a chance. You know, like give give the stuff a chance. Go look at look into some of this music. Put it on and think about what would uh, Catholic priests that molest children. What would that? What sound would that music like? sound like? <laughs> yeah, that, you know what yeah, would was, what would that sound like? You know, because the music would, is you know, a, yeah, it's an expression yeah. of what's going on, and that's that brings you up to talking about 2019. 2019. What what should the music sound like yeah. for what is going on out there? Uh, that was really going on out there. You know, the music ain't it ain't gonna be mucus and pus music. I mean, yeah, you got, I yeah. mean that's the way we're talking. We're on the, we're on the the mucusless diet. You know, we talk about that. You know us from that. So you know, mucus and pus 
have have they they have their own brand of uh, of mucus of of music that they push that that helps promote mucus and pus. They know exactly what to play and you know how to go in the studio and make music that panders to the mucus and pus eater. Right. They know exactly what they're doing, and so you know I mean. And we do have music available, uh, you know, I don't, over the years I haven't promoted it that much because, again, Mucus Free Life and most of the people are just interested in what we have to say about health and diet and everything, but this has always been there and the people that really wanted to find it have found it, uh, mm. so we have, and there's more music coming. What I'm, what I'm actually working on right now is a, I'm going to put all of our music on a platform and for one low price you get access to it. It'll be the same platform I use with the e-course, but it'll just be all of the music and videos and all that stuff. Of we got a lot more material than is even out here on this on this page uh, that we got these few little things that we have out here. But uh, and I don't even see the one. There's one that's it's available on CD, baby. We got the the V equals P minus O album is available that's on spotify and you can stream that breatharian ensemble you can you can find that on there uh youtube all that kind of thing but um but that's i mean the music is how i got into the diet you know that's how i got into it where i was hanging out with brother air and then you know the the story that i told a million times the fateful day at shay nora where we, oh, me, yeah. where me and Ryan were, we we was in in between the at the jam session and in between we, we had the little spread and had all these chicken wings and we was just sitting across from you. You was sitting like right there. Me and Ryan was sitting here. I was eating these chicken wings and you just had this look on your face like you couldn't hold your tongue any longer. <laughs> and you and you oh, just started no. ta- you just started talking about the diet. And as you did, I just got, it got slower and slower. And then I just started looking at the plate like, oh. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and then we, we ended up, I think we talked another couple hours at downstairs after mm. it went downstairs. Uh, after the whole place had closed down, we was out there just standing on the corner talking. And then, uh, yeah, then Ryan, he got the book first. He went and got the book like the next day. I I did what I tell people not to do, which I just started, I just started changing immediately, you know, and I did a, I did like a week or two on, I think on fruit, and then just to see if I died, I was, I was just, I was just like <laughs> an experiment, you, died, you know, I'm like, what would have happened? Wow. And, uh, and, and in my case, I felt better. Now, I always warn people, don't do that, because a lot of people do that. And physiologically, they're not ready, and they mess themselves up because they couldn't handle that. That's why we preach transition, transition, transition all day, every day, 24-7, 365, transition uh, is going to be what you get from and, us. And but no matter how, how long it takes, it's, it's a, trans, a nice, slow, and steady transition. It's a beautiful thing to be into. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, yeah. Just doing it right. That's, that's what you want is to be doing it right. And getting results, right? Because right. you don't forget that the goal is to try to become mucusless. Yeah, that's what the goal is. Yeah, 
and it, and it doesn't have to be overnight or yeah. in a few years or whatever. You know, you real mucuslessness. Yeah, actually, actually, not, not yeah. none of this go away for the weekend and eat just fruit at the fruit festival and then come back home and go nuts. You know, on on uh, on mucus stuff. You know, right, we talking about right. like being mucusless for the rest of your life, like. And and comfortably comfortable with it, right? Right. You know, comfortable with like this is where I'm at. It takes time, it takes time to get there, and to uh, to acquire that kind of pilot palate. Right. It takes time, you know, and a, and a lot of cleansing. Um. So you know, with, with the mucus diet, you got time, cause you're gonna be here. You practicing and, and, and transitioning and doing the proper thing, you'll be here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll be here. So just take your time, and, and uh, because there's not too many people who can boast that they're mucusless. Right. See, that's 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 the 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 Grammy, that's the Oscar, that's the <laughs> the right. Nobel Peace Prize, that's the for us. Right. That's you know. That's the, the, the piece is those who become mucusless, you know, and, uh, and comfortable with it. And that is their physiology, right, at that point. Like, you know, so, um, so yeah, man, it's, yeah. it's, it's beautiful. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to see what's going on in the chat. Hey, if you guys got questions, this is, this is kind of just a... Uh, this is this is open. We opening this up. You don't really other than just just chatting away. Yeah, yeah. Chatting. You got some. You know, I know folks always got questions for Brother Air. Oh, and, and they always want you to. They always want you to type. You know, they always want you to oh, to respond. You know, they'll be like asking a question. I'm like, man, he, my typing finger. Yeah, I'm like, he's he's not gonna type something up. He can't. You know, he can. You know, One finger, man, and, that, and that's why, you know, <laughs> yeah, you make like a statement. People will get aggravated. You'll make like a, a sentence and then not say anything, and they'll be asking questions like, "Brother, what'd you mean by that? What are you talking about?" <laughs> It'll be like, ah, "I don't know. I can't type." I ain't. That's part uh, of the, how we get you. We pull you in, and then we, yeah, we yeah, try to, like, you know, what is it? But uh, what's going on? Obakan said that this was interesting. Yeah. The music history is interesting. I'm used to hearing KRS-One talk about hip-hop like it was the origin of the struggle. <laughs> yeah, my dad grew up on West Montgomery and prided himself on being able to set. Well, that, that was well put. <laughs> yeah, yeah. KRS-One is a trip, too, man. I mean, he, 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 he appears to have, like, you know, it's like the pseudo-intellectual um, cat that... that and then, you know, I look at his physiology, I'm like, man, he's missing something, you know, this cat. And, and he's supposed to be, like, really, like, like into vegetarianism, and, and he was, he be, you know, he tried, he talked some, some stuff. I just don't, I just can't really swing with him. It's just something about him that I can't go, like, all in with him. I like what he does in terms of some of the information that he tries to, you know, impart on people, you know, this conspiracy stuff. But it's just something about him, man, that's it's not, uh, you know, it's not kosher. And I like, 
I like what what brother just said about him. It's, yeah. It's kind of apropos. Well, and a lot of the cats are like that. Like a lot of the, uh, just a lot of the, the hip-hop, some of the, the older head hip-hop guys that, they'll be talking about history like you know in a way where they're trying to get the young guys interested in history but they don't know the history they're not going back yeah, far enough yeah, you know they yeah. go back to as far back as they go is like 85 and like what was said here you know the last poets way before krs and you know and you go you can keep going on back and 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 the only time that it seems like the only interest that they have in music is when music was making money like yeah, with this hip-hop yeah. when it, you know the money they wasn't sitting around like man you know myself or professor spirit we were going to like classical concerts and and, and sitting there trying to figure and out study. you know yeah, yeah and studying and 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 i just don't get that feeling that they you know, it was like the only interest that they have in music is based on all these hip-hop guys who have become, like, wealthy guys, and they want their turn, and they want a part of that. And they try to make us think that... You know, my thing is, John Coltrane, Duke Ellington, Louis Armstrong, you know, that whole lineage, the end result of that is Jay-Z... <laughs> Come, on. Come on, man! Am I am, am I am I just messing with Jay Z? Or I mean, I mean, come on! I mean, I'm just saying that the legacy of the 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 sophistication of the kind of music that Duke Ellington was dealing with, and for how long he dealt with it, and kept uh, a group of guys on the road. Uh, you know, Coltrane quartets and quintets and Louis Armstrong body of work, the, the Hot Five, the Hot Eight, you know, just, uh, and then the end result of that is Jay-Z, was it the Black Album? And, I mean, I, 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 well, I got into. I mean, that's what. But the thing is, there, there was all at, at the uh, the Whalers concert. Uh, well, I, of I, course I got, you did. You don't have to tell me. I know I got you into did. An I'm sure you at did. The Whalers concert about that man. He was like, "Wow, well, I've listened to, you know, you can't." I was like, "Look, man, uh, my life would have not." Okay, I'm gonna make this. This is a bold statement. If hip hop. When the never hit the scene, it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have done anything. I mean, my life wouldn't have been no different in terms of the arts. You know what I mean? Right. It was like it, it didn't phase me at all. I mean, at all. What it did do is the one thing about the hip hop guys is they learned how to get paid and keep the money. Right. That was what they that we could learn something from that, right? Like how to keep the money, and I mean they were, they were going around man and selling CDs and 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 out the trumpet well, albums, cars yeah, and, the record albums, yeah, yeah, and things like that. And so they, you know, but as far as the music of it, I just never, 
I tried to give it a chance, man. But anytime you're using drum machines, and you you are are um, affecting the emotional rushing of the music that we call black music, you know, I mean, it affects that because now a drum machine doesn't speed up, doesn't slow down, stays right there. And when you go back and listen to to all this music that we grew up with, you know, like take Al Green, uh, let's stay together. You listen to that song start off, but by the end of the song, it's moving. A little, you know what I mean? Nobody was, nobody have a problem with it, because it was the emotional rushing that was involved in the music and now with the drum machine sequencers the whole technology thing and, and believe me I love technology um, but it it took out the emotional rushing out of the music and therefore it it kind of neutralized what we call black music and now it's it's no separation it's just people who can get drum, who can buy drum machines, who can buy sequencers, who can, um, you know, a Lindrum. When I mean, every all the hip hoppers was using the Lindrum when that first came out. You know who's in the Lindrum? That's Peter Erskine. Hmm. He's a, a great jazz drummer. I love him. I used to, I went seeing him when I was growing up, man, playing with Maynard Ferguson and Woody Herman's big band. But he's in the Lindrum. Mm-hmm. So when you, all these, these, these early hits that you hear of hip-hop, this is, this is a, a white guy who's, who y'all are sampling these beats, you know, and you pushing with one finger and, you know, bup, 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 and you create these, these beats, and now this becomes the legacy of great black music, and... It it uh, really uh, it really destroyed the legacy of great black music, and I'm sorry the uh, the. Uh, you say the, send the send your send your send your hate mail to, to I, brother. I, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm saying I'm I'm saying this. I love to see cats rapping. You know what I mean? I like that. I mean, that's the that's a, that's a tradition, man, from the last poets. On to the, the back, gospel jubilees. Yeah, I mean, back to Africa. Yeah, I mean, yeah I mean, back to Africa. Yeah, the jollies. I like that part. I'm talking about the, the, the music part now. I'm talking about the creating the music part. I mean, man, there's people who came, who, who I ran into, who told me they were drum, drum machine programmers, professional drum machine programmers. And I don't know what that is. I mean, like, <laughs> you can't sit down and play a, a drum kit or a hand draw or djembe or none of that, but they can sit at a at a sampler or a, a drum machine and, and put in a beat that, you know, uh, like what did my cat say? He looked at he looked at the he looked at the drum kit and he told his buddy, he's like, that's what that's what uh back in the day that's what they used to that's what they used to do beats on. <laughs> right. He looked at the drum kit. Him and his, him and his partner walked by, and they seen a little drum kit in the room, and that's what they used to do beats on back in the day. Like, wow! Like, is is it so obsolete? <laughs> wow. 
So, so I'm gonna show just just so y'all know, cause now we are we on a topic that I, I like to get into. This this was one of my <clears throat> my students' favorite lectures. <clears throat> a lot of people don't know that this is also what I did. You know, we talk about mu- uh, diet, but you know, I I'm, the music, <laughs> you know. But I got my little lecture on the history of jazz or, or jazz poetry and early rap. But the, my whole thing is just study, study the history and study the, the hookup, you know, because there's more than just, like I said, way more. You, you take it back to Africa, then, you know, there's a jazz poetry tradition, the early rap. You know, I'm usually I'd go through this slow. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to give this lecture now, but I'm going to just show you all this little like an outline. Uh, you know, African music, the griots and jollies, African-American culture and traditions. You got the signifying and the toasts and the dozens, black American musical traditions, uh, all the, uh, the things that was happening in, from field hollers, the spirituals, all of that stuff feeds into this long tradition of which what we call hip hop came out of that. And they, you, they originally were going to actually call it something like jazz hop. Jazz was originally going to be in the title because it was associated with, there was usually some kind of jazz being played in the poetry on top. As you go back to the jazz poetry tradition and things that was the beatniks and the things in the fifties and the sixties. And then, and, and then you get the last poets and those kind of guys, there's always like a live music component. Yeah, right, and so right. they were about to call it like jazz hop originally before. And then they ended up calling it hip hop. Uh, but, you know, so I kind of go through there. So I don't know if y'all interested in this, I, I might go on here and do one of these lectures one time. This is, <laughs> you know, I got uh, how, how many for this was my introduction to jazz course. I got uh, I got 30 lectures. It's the history of jazz, and um, and uh, and I thought that sometime eventually I'm gonna do it. I do an e-course of that. The challenge is uh, it's kind of copyright. You got to kind of mess around so that you don't play music that's copyrighted and, and that kind of thing. But there's ways that you can do it now because so much of this music is available on Spotify and YouTube and that kind of stuff. So if somebody else has it uploaded, you can link to something that's already uploaded in in a course like that. But uh, but you have to give it a chance. I mean, you have to give other other forms of of, of sound and vibration a chance. Uh, you know, uh, you know, I I, I love Earth, Wind, and Fire. I, you know, I mean, I. <laughs> I'm not saying telling y'all to give that up, but, right? But I'm saying to uh, extend the listening, and um, you know, it's like you know when you're doing your anima, man. There's nothing better than for me to put on like a interstellar space. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and just just go go off into you it. Know, and here's, you know, people was bringing up Last Poet. So anybody that's talked about the history of, of, of hip-hop and they don't bring up Last Poets, you're, all, you're done. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, we just, right. we know more conversation. Because if you read through, I always like to they actually... They don't know the name, though. They don't know the name, but they won't know the Well, word. they won't know the, yeah. So I like to go through and actually study some of the lyrics and the things they was talking about. And I'll say that... I haven't heard, I still haven't heard somebody, and I know people, y'all will name some folks, but I haven't heard nobody that gets, 
in terms of, of, of really assailing the political mainstream and, and really, you know, inciting a level of intelligence and revolution. I don't, I haven't heard it. Well, know? they tell you now it doesn't, uh, the, the hip hop guys don't do it because it don't make any money. Well, yeah, right. So, you know, I mean, you, is that the reason why Last Poets was doing what they were doing? I mean, it's a yeah. I mean, it's I mean, a they whole were different. doing what they were doing because that's what they were feeling, and it happened to uh, slip through the crack and make money, and you know, more power to them. They didn't they didn't uh, bow down or try to fit something into something. They just were being themselves. Right, yeah, last, but they did this bird's word where they they talking about it's like a whole see one tradition within the her, the hip hop lineage is doing songs that give credence to jazz like the the hipper of the hip hop guys they will do stuff like this bird's word and you got a whole bunch of guys later that uh, do things that talk about the the that do talk about the history of the music and jazz. Then, uh, well, a lot of people talk about they love jazz. Everybody you run into, man, I love jazz. Yeah, right. And then, <laughs> you, then you start talking to them about, then they don't know the artist. They don't know the music. You know, they, they think jazz is, uh, is Kenny G or something. You know, that's, that's what they're referring to, jazz. But some of the... Uh, uh, you know, real uh, milestones, Miles Davis milestones. They don't know nothing about that. Art Blake and the Jazz Messengers. Right. They don't know nothing about that, man. And they and, and it's hard for them to sit and listen to that with some, with some kind of like, you know, like without them getting bored. They're like, oh man. Right. You know, but you know, it's it's just you gotta relearn yourself, people. I mean, this is what. This is what the Mucusless Diet is about. It's about relearning yourself. Education, just, man. Yeah, it's, it's Educate. Not, it's not about, um, you know, trying to fit everything into the Mucusless Diet. Everything has to change now. Your physiology, if you're trying to reconstruct your blood, everything has to change now. You can't look at or, or, or physiologically, you won't be able to look, look at things the same. You just will not. If, if you're physiologically doing the right things with the mucusless diet transition, you will not look at life the same way. Right. You just won't. Right. You just won't. Things will change. Hopefully, you will get some clarity. Now, there are situations where people move a little bit too fast. Right. With the mucusless diet. And... It goes in the opposite direction, real chaotic. Right. Those things happen. Um, but that's why we keep saying nice and steady. You know, slow and steady is, is the word. You know, slow and steady is, is, the, is the word of, of how to uh, do this piece. So, right. Um, so, yeah, man. I mean, do you... Okay, if somebody, okay, if somebody out there, Professor Spear, uh, who's out there... Who says, okay, what where should I start at? What 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 would be a good good album or well C D I guess now or go to YouTube and and what would be a good good what would be your pick? I think I'll pick one, you pick one would be your pick to 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 
like an album. What's what's yours? Um, oh, man, I would have to go with um, ooh, um I like Max Rose, Clifford Brown. Uh, I don't. What what is that? That that the one that that uh, I get a kick out of you. Whatever that I'm trying to think of the name of that album. Brown is is it Brown and Studying Brown? Studying Brown might be Studying Brown. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Studying Brown, but that, yeah, man, that that really made me grow up as far as trap drumming you know mm. like drumming mm. and, and hearing max playing on that i was like dang man like well i got some work to do yeah and then to think about like when these records were, were coming out how hip would that be to see these guys in a club in the 19 early 50s playing this kind of level of of that level of of, of art man that had to be revolutionary man Right to, to see these cats playing on that level. <clears throat> right, right. You know, it's like wow, man. I mean, that that's how I, I I feel the whole whole piece like that. Like wow, man, this this is incredible, man. And and still to this day, you're not gonna find people who can play on that level. Right, right. That's the that's the the scary part about. It. It's like damn. <laughs> like the, these guys were like, 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 like special, you know, like these special, this special era of, of art, you know, the, 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 the renaissance, you know, it was the renaissance of, yeah. of the, uh, of, you know, I've heard things about those who were taken from Africa were the best. You know what I mean? The ones that made it over yeah, and yeah, survived. Yeah, yeah, we're the we're the yeah. best of the best. You know what I mean? Like the the the, and so when you see the art of, uh, especially when you're talking about jazz music, that art form that can go, you know, uh, that visual arts, or you know, somebody can look at a picture. You don't have to be able to speak the language, but you can get something out of the out of the visual right same with the music uh it's, it's such a powerful art form that you don't have to uh you know we can go to japan or, or russia or the far east and we didn't have to have to be able to to talk to each other but as soon as i start playing my drums i'm in right right <laughs> you know it's like yeah, you know, and so that's such a such a powerful art form, you know, such a powerful art form. Man. When you're drummers, we, don't we live in a remix how, culture now. How powerful that that is, right? To be able to, you know, that people can pick up on your sound and vibration, but you, you know, they can't understand a word out your mouth, right? But they right. can hear you, you know, playing your trombone and be like, wow, it really touched me and. And, and and then you can communicate and you know that's that's happened where we've communicated with people we don't speak a, a, a stitch of, uh, of the same language 
but they hear our music or and they and we start talking to each other. We right. we figure yeah. it out. Yeah. You know, yeah, we, yeah. We, we figure just, it out. We just start yeah. talking and communicating and, and You know, and, and all musicians kinda have their little niche of what they do well and, mm -hmm. and we've always been improvisers. Like that's what That's what we do. That's what we do. We walk into a situation and whatever's going on, we can find a way to fit into it and you know, lend ourselves to that music, you know, and take it somewhere, you know, the improvisational uh, art and... Which is a lost art. Lost art, yeah. yeah. Not a, a lot of guys can't... Don't, they don't want to. Yeah. They just don't want to improvisate. Yeah. They they feel better with having charts or or having the, the samplers and the, and the sequencers be there. But just to make up music right there on the spot and create form right there on the spot. Um, it's one thing, you know, to, to create some music and people don't know that you just created it right there on the spot. You know, they was like, wow, that was a great song. Who, who wrote it? <laughs> you just right, look at it. Like, right. You know, so. And uh, yeah, for those of you that have been watching, I kind of, you, you, you'll be able to go back and pause it if you want to go and look at some of the, uh, 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 I, I had a lot of my lecture notes, the the PowerPoint presentation. I kind of got it up there, so you can go back and check out some of those things. But uh, and that's just the basics, you know, because this is a that course, Introduction to Jazz, is just for non-musicians, and so I, it's just really hitting the basics. And but if it's stuff that you don't know yet, then you should check it out and really be informed about about that but if you uh, if you ask me I'd have to think about it the first thing that always comes to my mind to tell people to listen to if you really mm -hmm. want to get baptized and this is kind of it's one of two things depending on the person so I'd either tell them to listen to if they really need to get baptized quick listen to uh, the John Coltrane live in Japan yeah, I figured you were going to say John Coltrane <laughs> yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John Coltrane yeah, yeah. live in Japan. Yeah. That, you know, that, that's... Yeah. Woo! Yeah. Well, you know, I, that's my... That's, I wore so many of those yeah. albums out because that was a yeah. two-record set. Yeah, And I yeah. just wore them albums out. And I remember playing that. My mother, like, hollering down into the basement, like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like... She said, man, she said, man, it sound like they playing, she said, it sound like they playing two different songs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, man, I was vibing so heavy on that, man, you know, Alice and, and, uh. Oh, here's a, here's a question for you. And, oh, and the second album would probably be, uh, Pharaoh Sanders' Karma. Like for some, oh, okay. you know, if people can't get to that Coltrane, you might be able to hit Karma first, because that kind of transitions you in with something that's, you know, that, that before it goes way out, you can transition in with something pleasant, uh, conventionally pleasant to the ear, you know, and come on in. And, and, yeah, because uh, we don't want to say ascensions. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're not ready for that. That's that's like you know that's a year long fast type of <laughs> type of equivalent. You know you got to transition uh, yeah, into that. Yeah, yeah. But the funny thing was, I listened to all of that stuff because I didn't know what any of it was. And when I was around 15, 16 years old, every week I would go up to 
the, the there was a library that was a, you know a couple miles away, and I drive go ride my bike up to the library and go in there and just get a new set of CDs of jazz CDs and just check stuff out. And it was, and I had no clue too much of what was going on, so I start off. I knew Miles Davis, and so I'd get all these Miles Davis CDs, bring them back, listen to them. Then I see, okay, this guy named John Coltrane's on there. I'm, I'm, people talked about him. I go back and start getting these John Coltrane albums, and I'm just getting them based on what the cover looks like. So I take it home, man, and that was that was something. You know, I'm just I'm like 15, 16 years old, and I'm sitting there with these headphones. I might even have been early, I might even been younger now, but I put the headphones on and started listening uh, to Ascensions, John Coltrane Ascensions. And I couldn't stop listening to it. Like I knew, I just, I knew that this was something. I didn't know what. This sounded like something from another universe. I mean, it was just, you know, music from another universe. From some place that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. In a place that don't make sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just the, the sound. I mean, it just sounds like. Man, you know, so you had to check it out to even, I can't even talk about it. <laughs> you know, it's yeah, like too, so heavy, but you know, to think about, but that, but the, you know, these sounds and vibrations are so powerful and you, and just as we do things that remove obstruction from our colon and our stomach, you listen to the right music, it removes obstruction from your mind. Exactly, you, you know. exactly, exactly. That's, that's key. That's key. Is that that is that was what that music was for. It wasn't being promoted like that. Like, hey, this is. But this was the music for you to see life in more majestic way and to and to 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 really have some clarity about uh, rational thinking. Like, just like you know, this was you know, this was like you know, like wake up, you know? Right. Like real wake up, you like, wake up. You know, you deaf, dumb, and blind. Here's, here's some, some sound and vibration that is stimulating you to be a critical thinker. Right. Um, so, yeah. <clears throat> and uh, let's see, let's check the chat. Uh, some cats was embraced pure, said, yes, Prof Spira coming through. Obergham says, wow, you brothers have some educated ears. When I think about my fall, it was definitely accompanied by Tupac, Mace, 3-6, Mafia, then the trap music. That stuff is uh, sticky and catchy, just like mucus. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Man, spirit and spirit comes from another generation. So, yeah, so we're we, all, yeah. We, we we always have these discussions of, of things because he's gonna he's gonna like fight to the end for his era. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. We have, yeah, we have, yeah, yeah. We have different, yeah, yeah. We have different opinions and yeah, different views so. on different eras of music and things and what it means and all that kind of stuff, but. um Let's see, uh, there was a Donald Byrd and <clears throat> Herbie Hancock both went from hard bop to funk fusion. The evolution is amazing. Yeah, that's on like the next lecture. It was, goes through the whole fusion transition. And uh, I think there was a, trying to make it was a question. Money. That was what that was about. They were uh, trying to make money. 
Let's see. G asked, I got to see Art Blakey in a tiny club. I missed Lee Morgan. Mm, wow. So he said, seeing Art Blakey. Yeah, man. That was the yeah. best way to see to see uh, Art Blakey was in those little small clubs, man. You know? Oh, gee. So, yeah, Pharaoh Sanders, Astral Traveling was one of my favorite of all times. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a great yeah, one, man. That's a great album. And, uh... It was a someone that asked, "Do do we do they asked, do do we know who Billy Cobham is?" Do I? Know? <laughs> that was oh, a question. Okay. Oh. Do <laughs> I know? <laughs> that's his. You know, that's one of his cats, man. You know, one Billy of his. Cobham, man. Man, that yeah. cat is like he he turned my head around so because I was coming out of that Buddy Rich bag and then I stepped into. I seen Billy Cobham when I was probably about 12. He was with Mount Vishnu. And the only reason that I was there was my cousin was a, was a DJ in Cincinnati, Ohio, pretty popular DJ on the black radio stations. And he was emceeing that show. Yeah. And he took me. He's like, man, you gotta go. He's like, yeah. And I never forget walking in to the, to the place. It was a place called Reflections. It's not it's not there anymore. But walking into the place and they had the, the, the band had had I don't know if they had been there. The the equipment was set up. And Billy Cobb's drum kit was just about twenty cymbals, twenty, thirty drums. I mean it was just drums everywhere. Now you can imagine somebody coming out of like you know, a little four-piece, you know, Buddy Rich drum kit type of, I'm, to walk into that, and I'm just sat, sitting there because but nobody there, you know. He's emceeing, so we're just there, and I got access to the stage. I'm kind of just like, oh, wow, look at this drum. <laughs> and I said, boy, I got to see who's getting ready to play this. And, man, my life changed like the mug, boy. Mm. I mean... After that, you know, and he talked to me, you know, and gave me a bunch of sticks and, you know, told me about some rudiments that I needed to work on and kind of quizzed me and kind of did some rhythm things and asked me did I know this and uh, books. He was like, did you, did you, uh, he's like, you got the stick control book, George Lawrence Stone? And I'm like, yeah, you know, I got it. You know, he's like, okay, page six. You want to work on that? And, man, he just, you know. So, yeah, Billy Cobham is, and I've seen Billy probably, man, probably ten times in my mm. lifetime. Mm. Yeah. You know, I mean, I've, I've seen a lot of him. And then, you know, being out and playing some festivals and being on the same festivals, mm. you know, it's kind of like, Seeing that cat, yeah. So, right. and we're Facebook friends, man. <clears throat> so I get a chance to, you know, and I and I got a chance to give him a brother air CD, mm. and he was like really into it because he friended me, <laughs> right? <laughs> After right. that, it was yeah, like yeah. He, he actually must have lived. I said, like, man, check it out because I'm playing, yeah, my, yeah, I'm yeah. playing marimba, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, man, I need to get back on my marimbas, man, you know. I said, you know, so yeah. So when you say Billy Cobham, man, that that, touch, that touches a, a real deep, you know, 
deep part of my, my heart, man, for a cat that plays that good. And, you know, I mean, he, he's like one of the few specialists. He's a specialist as a drummer, you know. There's only a few of those guys that, that's, that, that's like a specialist, like somebody who uh, plays uh, so different, you know, and he, he, he sets up his drums different. Uh, he's playing multiple uh, drums, and um, his independence is scary. Um, he's just, you know, he's, he's a cat, man. I, I just remember transcribing some of his drum solos on, like, Crosswinds, those albums, and uh, uh, Magic Carpet Ride, and all that kind of stuff. But with a needle. Now imagine, you know, with a needle or a cassette. Mm-hmm. Imagine picking up the needle and and trying to get these 64 notes, dupl- duplets, with running the needle. You know, pick up the needle, go back. Pick up the needle, go back. And you listen into, right. you know, you're trying to figure that out like that. Right. You know, versus now where guys... Uh, where guys um, uh, have all the YouTube stuff and they can go and, and, and see their hero telling them exactly how they're doing a roll around the drum or a feel or, or something around the drum. So uh, I had to sit. I didn't have this this kind of stuff that's up on the screen. Now. I didn't have that right. where I could study and look and see. I had to go to the concerts, remember as much as I could, and then the records... Just try to like figure it out, you know, figure out his sticking and and you know Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah. When you when you talk about Billy Cobham, man, you you're talking about a cat who uh, and I mean he, he was like one of the, the as they call the drum gods because he had his his records being played on black radio, mm-hmm. and it was instrumental music. Right. So uh, that was he slipped through the crack. A master drummer like that, you know, that's getting that kind of uh, kind of publicity was very unusual for the, at the time. Right. Right. You know, and um, you know, so he he lives over in uh, I think in Switzerland. Somewhere now, and so you know, he's still out there. And he does a he does a uh, a thing every year called a rhythm section camp, mm-hmm. where he he, he talk. I love to. I would love to uh, attend it <laughs> one year because mm-hmm. he talks about just rhythm section. So it's guitar players, bass players, drummers. And he just deals with the rhythm section for like a week or however long it is. It's just like a week long, just talking about and telling you how to how to play in a rhythm section. It'd be it'd be real hip, you know, to go and hang, man. And because he's he's got serious musicians coming in doing workshops, and you know that whole week you just it's just real intensive. I'm quite sure. So he's putting you with rhythm section. You're getting right to the business. 
you know, like playing, like, you know, so. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, there was a, there was a question that was kind of interesting. Where'd that, where'd that go? <clears throat> no, Anthony asks, Anthony Bishop asks, uh, both of us, has Hilton Hotima's writings influenced your practice of the Mucus's Diet Healing System or enforced your perspective of Eret's teachings? And, uh, and, and I don't, because we, because me and you hadn't talked too, when I it, think it, about it, 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 we it, didn't it, talk a lot about because I I, 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 I studied him, but it didn't really not really. Okay. Not for yeah. me. Yeah. Not for me. It didn't do anything for me because I was hip to Arnold Eric, and it was like I was in Arnold Eric. Yeah. You know? but yeah. I, you know, I checked him out, and, and you know, I can say no, it didn't influence me because uh, yeah. I, I stayed in the Eric stuff. Yeah. You yeah. Know? I was like. Yeah, Hilton. Yeah, it probably influenced me definitely, and because uh, there there was a logic to some of the things that he was talking about. In the, you know, we talking about the uh, law of vital adjustment, and yeah, some of these yeah. these kind of things are really helpful for me to just to it. it I guess with what you're saying, it solidified solidified a lot of the philosophical areas in in thing of Eric's work and uh and it challenged some of them and kind of you know but for the most part a lot of things were in if, line if that was important to you my thing was just the physiology well it part well it was me. yeah i yeah. mean it was I mean, yeah it was, so it was you know, important yeah it was important to me because it because basically you know when we t- you talk about uh you know conversations with vic that was yeah, well, that 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 was that's the, why I didn't get so excited. Yeah, right. Because yeah. I was but, I was hanging out with Vic. Yeah, and yeah. Them, and so, but you know, but for uh, me, that that was like that was almost like having the the, the like man's higher consciousness was like a textbook, and then I was having these like Socratic conversations. Yeah. That was so. That was my experience with it. So. Uh, so some of the so, so that so that was and the writing if if you look at I will say that the writing style influenced me a lot in terms of you, know, you getting start getting into spirit speaks there's buy one soon <laughs> he's like yeah but buy one soon <laughs> like and uh, but yeah the, the, yeah the my so it inf- also influenced my writing style. For a certain type of content, you know, a certain type of material. Now, I, a lot of my, I mean, and I got some writings on because you know, some of my beef, it's not really beef, it's just criticisms of Hotima and other authors like that, but of, of his, of the era and those past eras, was, is there, uh, they have very poor citation uh, type of skills or or just it's like it's not important to them to really have a good bibliography references as someone that did go through academia and all of that i'm a stickler for 
uh, where did you st- where did you come from? You know, if you didn't make if you didn't make it up yourself, divine intervention or whatever, tell us where you got these ideas from. And uh, and I'm, is that happens all the time on you on Facebook. People are I mean, people, sometimes people are copying and pasting entire things that I wrote and they'll put it and they won't give any credit <laughs> they, like they, they'll post it up like they wrote it like wait a minute I wrote that I don't mind if you copy and paste it just put my name on it you know and so that's that's a that's a little pet peeve but but that's to me where the problem when I have problems with Hotima and other writers I mean there's a whole lineage of you know sometimes people call them occult writers or whatever title you give them there's a tradition that, that that's there, and the problem with a lot of those guys is, to me, you just have to read it kind of as a philosophical exercise. It's kind of like almost look at reading those books like like a workout, like a philosophical workout. You know, where I just like I go outside and I jump on a trampoline and do my push-ups and all that kind of stuff. Then I sit down with some Hotima and, and read that and just. It's like a it's like a workout for us for my f- philosophical dynamic you know aspect of my brain. It just kind of it's like oh yeah you know just just opens up pathways and ideas and things that it kind of focuses in a frequency. Uh, and I got other books that do that as well you know and music that does that and there you know different things that do that pieces of art and can also do that. But so yeah so that's. That's my answer. What else we got? Let's see. Uh, there's a couple questions that uh, Ishmael asked. I heard things like the body start to decline on just fruits and vegetables alone. Just want to really know because I could prefer to not eat nuts if not needed. Before that, he said, hey... I read the book and everything. I'm pretty sure mo, mo, I'm pretty much mostly raw now. I was wondering, is it? Do we need to eat fats? I heard that the body needs 80% alkaline and 20% acidic. Acidic being like nuts and fats. And so then uh, I see Obakan says something. So we'll we'll address this just because we there's so many people out there that that even and that's why I created. The annotated mucus's diet healing system. Be- Buy one soon. <laughs> because <laughs> uh, just b- because of that, people are missing the point of much of what's in the book. They're missing transition, transition diet lessons, the systematic short-term fasting. You know, Arnold may, I mean, he, he coined the term intermittent fasting. Now, it's been co-opted and turned into something strange today. But you know, he talks about this concept of intermittent fasting and rational fasting, mucus's diet. And it's like you don't, you don't have to be so strict and analytical in terms of this quantization, trying to quantify everything and say, okay, 80, I'm doing 80%. Raw and fifty percent mucus free and mucus lean. It's like that's that's too much it, stuff swirling around in your head. It's unnecessary stuff. If you're dealing with the transition, 
there's mechanics that you can specifically apply that has nothing to do with percentages that are made up anyway because you're not actually measuring uh, you're probably not measuring you know you're the weight and weighing things with the calories and the grams and the ounces that's it's unnecessary if you're dealing with the mechanics and that's what I liked about Eric's work was it was mechanical and if you just follow the principles follow the transition uh, and if you know you did read the book there's a discussion about nuts nuts can be used but how do you use them is a certain way you don't just go and just eat a bunch of nuts you eat the nuts and the raisins uh, and so yeah so that's all in the book that you can but so read the book again and really focus on the transition diet lessons and uh, and just dig dig into the transition there's videos I got if you type transition diet into my YouTube channel there's videos where I went over these lessons and so you know we've spent a lot of time really trying to focus on transition diet just because it is the most misunderstood and ignored element of di- of this whole diet of any of these dietary plant-based movements and healing diets and fasting and all that transition in the transition diet is the most misunderstood and ignored element of all of that and so that's what i'm trying to help bring to the table and because uh, you know we could talk about all of that stuff that would get us clicks if i if i did uh i could do something like you know brother air this is 10 month fast or there's a 40 day dry you know like i know what i if i was trying to get clicks there's things that we could talk about that we're doing that would still it'd be honest but i don't do that because i know that as soon as we start getting into those topics and talking about that stuff then the a lot of people don't understand it and a lot of people have this monkey see monkey do attitude I, I prefer you know if that's why that's why i try to show people me studying so if it's if it's going to be like that okay you see me studying and going through this stuff very meticulously will you do that too don't rely on me to do it i'm doing it to show you and inspire you to study to get deep into this information and if if all we was doing was up here like i said the monkey see monkey do people end up getting hurt because they they don't transition properly they try to do whatever we're talking about and uh and that's a lot of that's going on on the youtube where people are talking about doing long periods on fruit and the raw and all that kind of stuff uh but very few people are just like okay this is my transition this is what i ate today and okay yesterday was a mucus lean day i did this you know it's 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 one of those things that's uh, it's starting to happen, you know. We're starting to get some of that. Uh, like I think Obakan's been posting up some of his meals and things in the uh, forum, which I appreciate. And uh, I've been, at, you know, asking for because I've said that that's other folks are going to have to do that because I'm not going to probably do that, you know, and because <laughs> that's just not, you know, for every once in a while I'll do take a picture of something that I'm about to eat or something, but I generally don't think about doing that that's i'm not on that that wavelength 
like that. You know, I try to share the content and the study material. But so uh, so that's that's the name of that game is transition, transition, transition. Is uh, that is the the meditation. Let's see here. So, uh, so yeah. So that's that's what's going on. And uh, so, a couple announcements. Let's go on ahead and uh, if you are available, July twenty seventh and twenty eighth, we got the. Second annual Professor Arnold Era Day celebration. We will be in the Whetstone uh, Parker Rosa Shelter House on Saturday from 11 a.m. to 9.30 or 9 o'clock p.m. Then we will be uh, in the Whetstone Park, starting out in the park on Sunday, July 28th from uh, 12.15 to 5 p.m. And right now you can get your early bird tickets and you want to jump on these now because they're not going to be available at this price forever. Uh, so you can go. The, there's a link down below. You should see a link for this if you're on the YouTube. Or uh, there also might be a link if you're listening to this somewhere else. But we're trying to honor the legacy. Professor Arnold Errett, uh spread a little bit of love. Hook up with one another. Some like-minded folks. And... Just take the celebration to a whole nother level. And we've been uh, fundraising. Uh, if you would like to donate, uh, we're still accepting donations uh, for, for a little while longer uh, because there's actually some really good gifts along with the those donations that I'm starting to get filled because up. everybody can't make it. Everybody can't make it to yeah. Columbus, but you can, you can send 10, 20 bucks to help with something with the, uh, I don't know, the, the paper plates or something. Right, right, you know, yeah, yeah, every just, little bit know, helps. Because, you know, we, we, you know we, we're not like, you know, wealthy people that can put on events and stuff. We want to, we would love to, <clears throat> to do it. And that's where we're headed, where we'll be, you know, self-funded, at one point, you know, right, to, right, to be right. able to do it all, but we all, you know, gotta kind of work together and kind Cause of. Because yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it's definitely yeah. You know. yeah I mean, this, our thing has always been community. Community, 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 yeah, community more driven. Community. Yeah, yeah, it's always about community and trying to elevate. You know, elevation is is is, is key, and so you know, help. You know, send ten twenty. Whatever you can, you know, hundred, you know, whatever you can, you know, because it's not going in our pocket. Believe me, you know, we we find something, you know, that we need to do with it to have a quality event and make sure everybody is comfortable at the event. Right, right. That's that's the key for us, man. Make sure everybody's comfortable and having a good time, and um, and that we can provide some information and that's the key is we don't want um, you know like people to come and not get something that they can take with them you, you dig we want right. we want them to really be able to like like 
the tickets, you know, 110, 125, but we want to have a program that's, that's worth, you know, $500 ticket. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you know, you know like worth thousands that. and thousands, thousands of dollars yeah. that you're getting back of, of information that you can use to elevate your life. So that's what we, you know, we're kind of like modeling around that, like, you know, given, um, and this stuff isn't free. I mean, we can't get cats to come from, you know, from California. Right. Canada, Canada and stuff right. like that free, you know, and so we make sure that they get here and that they have a place to stay and and that they're um, taken care of when they're right. here, you know. Right. And right. so that's all that's about, man. It's just you know, and, and that makes it a community driven um, kind of uh Eric Day. Right. You know, we're, we're honoring Eric, but, you know, you can be a part of it. You know, one person isn't getting all the credit. Oh, wow, that was great. He did, you know, Professor Sparrow, he, he did a great job, man. You <laughs> know, uh, it's, it's, it's a bunch of folks, you know, that's, that's helping. And um, mind you, Spira, uh especially down the stretch, boy, I, I can imagine seeing him like a week out, boy, like... <laughs> I, you know, I'm, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, gonna, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna kind of, kind of be kind of scarce, you know, I'm gonna just kind of show up, you know, I know Spirit's gonna be like, really like, like into it, like really like, you know, he'll probably pull out his, his Eagle Scout uniform. <laughs> No. <laughs> Put it on. Start like, you know. <laughs> giving orders. Giving orders. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know so that's going to be funny, man. To, to. So, yeah. So, you know, just send what you can if you, if you can, you know. Yeah, yeah. So you can hit the link below. Uh, there's the fundraiser link, the link to get the early bird tickets, uh, all of that good stuff. Check it out. And... Trying to Come keep on with Eric's legacy, man. And, and and I really appreciate it, man, that, that this cat uh, documented a transitional, you know, physiology-wise. I'm, boy, I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful, man, that this cat had something that I could clean myself up with. Right. Because I was filthy, you know. Say I was blind, but now I see. <laughs> right. <laughs> he definitely opened my eyes. Yeah, yeah. You know, so. So, uh, let's see, there's a question. Ishmael says, do you do consultation? So, there, there is, just for a few more days, like, there's going to be, you. if you want a consultation, go to the fundraiser. And scroll down and look at the different gifts. And there's, uh, I guess I got a few consultations left because I don't, I don't like to do too many and do too and work with. Uh, I like to really focus on the folks I'm working on. You know, some folks do. I mean, I know folks that are that work with 20 and 30 people every week because that's like what they do, and that's fine. You know, if that's your temperament and you are into that. But I've always been about. When I did do consultations, I did four years straight 
where I did uh, uh, mucus-free consulting and coaching, and I didn't miss a week for four years straight. And then uh, I finally needed to take a break. And when I take a break, I don't just take a break for a, a week or something. You know, I do a year or two. You know, that's a break for me. And so, uh, so for the past year, I haven't been doing consultations. I've finished the e-course, which was really important to me to do. Uh, a few couple other projects I got done, and then so now there's you, if you want a consultation at the the two hundred dollar level, gets a sixty minute consultation, then the two hundred fifty dollar level I think is the consultation plus the menu plan. But check and make sure. Scroll down. This my memory serves. I think is what it is. I think the $300 level was is enrollment in the e-course, 60-minute consultation, and the menu plan. And then the 350 level was to have a month worth of consultations, so four consultations and the menu plan and the e-course and everything else. So, and that's only going to be available probably for a few more days. I'm only going to accept a few more people uh, uh, for the consultation Thing. Because essentially, you know, those are gifts. We try. We want to make it good for the people that that give. But of course, um, that's another area where I'm I'm donating that you know that time because all the money's going into the event, and and I'm spending that time, which I'm happy to do. You know, but at the same time, I I one thing that, that I know about myself, I have to monitor and not get too overwhelmed. You know, and doing too many things and stuff at once and. And so, uh, so I got to be kind of careful with that. But yeah, if you anybody interested in consultation, this is your chance. Do it now. <laughs> like go and donate at one of those levels now because I might look in the inbox tomorrow and we get a few more, and then I'll, I'll shut the the fundraiser down. And so, uh, yeah. So that that answers uh, answers that question. But uh, so yeah. I think uh been a been a good little session, I think. Uh yeah, man. Uh, I gotta get on back down the road. Yeah, so. yeah. Maybe wanna do another piece. A little little closing music here for him. Well tell him to come to the to the Eric Day and they'll hear us. <laughs> well I don't I don't care. I mean, you know. Yeah, let's 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 play play let's play play it out. So play it out. Yeah, and so I'm this on is down the road. Thanks yeah. for, for for tuning in yeah. and, and, and being there and and uh and the chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. We appreciate it. And uh so yeah, sorry. Right. Let's let's get this rolling.
Oh, <laughs> 